This is another interview brought to you by TheBatmanUniverse.net. Hi, this is Stephen Hill, game director on Batman Arkham Asylum. Hi, this is Lee Bermeo. Hi, I'm Brandon Vietti, director of Under the Red Hood. Hi, this is Gail Simone. Hi, this is James Tucker. Hi, I'm Dan Jurgens. Hi, this is Bruce Tim. This is Michael Jelinek from The Brave and the Bold. Hi, this is Andrea Romano. Hi, my name's Dan DeDeal. Hi, my name's Claiborne Moore with the CS Moore Studio. Hi, this is Jim Lee. This is Kevin Conroy. Hey, it's Sean DiMaggio. Hello, everyone. I'm Batman, and you're listening to my podcast. to the Batman Universe specials. I am your host, Dustin, and as always, we have with us... It's Apple. And we have an interview today with Freddie Williams II, who worked on Robin for quite some time, since issue number 149. Um, and we're going to talk all about Robin and a bunch of other things. So welcome, Freddie. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. All right, so I guess the very first question we should ask is, how exactly did you get involved with Robin? Uh, let's see, back when... Okay, I had gotten accepted in the DC Comics uh, talent search at the San Diego Con back in 2005. About two months, three months after that, I guess, um, I had gotten a little bit of work from, from DC doing Seven Soldiers, Mr. Miracle, and a film issue of Aquaman. And um, it was about that time that my editor on Seven Soldiers and on Aquaman um, named Peter Tomasi that um, he discovered that Carl Kershaw was double booked on on Robin. He was supposed to originally take over at the one year later uh, mark, which was I think uh, 140, 148, I think is the uh, one year later for Robin. Carl was double booked on another book. I'm not sure which one. <clears throat> uh, so anyway, I had turned in a batch of pages for the last uh, for issue four of Seven Soldiers, Mr. Miracle, and and I think that uh, there were some kids and some teenagers in that issue, and and the way that I had drawn them, Peter liked. I was just in the front of his mind or whatever. So um, right after that, he had given me a call and said um, it was like you know on a on a Friday or Monday or something like that. I had sent him the, the ink for Seven Soldiers, Mr. Miracle, and then the next day I'd gotten a call from him while I was eating lunch, and he said, "How would I like?" He was like, "How how would you like to take over?" Robin monthly and I was like oh my god that would be great he uh I mean I was just ecstatic because I you know I was hoping that there would be more work for me after Seven Soldiers Mr. Miracle but I wasn't in an exclusive or anything so it wasn't guaranteed and uh Robin has been you know I've really liked Robin ever since I was a kid so <clears throat> um and just the interaction between him and Batman and stuff so uh he had me do Peter Tomasi had me do some trial sketches just to make sure that we you know that I handled Robin in a way that he wanted me to and uh I did and then he put me on the book, and I was on it for about 18 issues, I think, and then I went to The Flash and came back and stuff. It was kind of a complicated thing, but yeah, that's how I that's how I got on it. I'm very lucky the way I, I kind of walked into it, you know. Okay, and as we know, well, I guess your next story that you're working on is um, Final Crisis Run. Just tell us briefly about that one. It is, let's see, Run is, like you said, is a, is a Final Crisis tie-in. Um, the main character is uh, the same guy who killed um, Martian Manhunter, or I don't know, uh, he, he, at least he's the one who took pictures with his cell phone camera um, uh, of Martian Manhunter as he was dying. The character's name is the Human Flame, 
and he is basically an F-list villain, F as in the letter F, and the, the whole series is taking him from a, a place of, let me see, because I'm trying to make this brief, but he is a, he's a character who thinks that he's real bad. He, he thought that, even though he's kind of a joke as a as a villain. And in this series, he kind of gets schooled in in that way, where um, in the the real world, in quotation marks of the DC universe, into being a actual real threat instead of just being this you know instead of being this effless villain that's kind of laughable and stuff. So basically, it's not about to say Gotham, but that's not necessarily it takes the story takes place in many cities. Um, the the underworld or whatever of the DC universe kind of schools him into becoming a, a more formidable villain and then by the end of the series he'll be kind of on, on the level that he could pose a serious threat to Justice League and stuff like that so that's, that's basically what it's about oh that's cool oh what did you find most fun about drawing about um about Batman's surrounding characters and stuff what did you find most fun about that uh it's like stepping into a fantastic legacy and then being able to contribute to that. The, the specifics would probably be, um, artistic-wise, being able to use shadows in a, in a shape, or in shapes and in ways that you wouldn't necessarily get to on a book like, let's say, you know, The Flash or Seven Soldiers, Mr. Miracle, and that sort of thing, especially with, with Batman, but it also applies to Robin, especially, that you can treat the characters artistically as if they're graphic elements or shapes, like using the shape of the cape or, or in composition or the position to the moon or something to create some interesting layouts but that's really interesting keeps things interesting artistically and stuff so um and aside from that it's just cool to get to draw well-designed characters you know now were you a batman fan growing up at all yes definitely i was a big my my two favorite heroes uh oh definitely for dc but almost entirely are are uh super batman and superman so um yeah, definitely a fan. Oh, cool. Okay, we got to ask you, what did you think about the recent Batman films? I thought they were great. Um, I think that the first one, which is Batman Begins, was a perfect reboot, and I found that when I was watching the movie, I was watching it in, you know, in theaters and stuff with my wife and, and uh, her, her grandma, that the story played out, let me back up, some some comic book movies are exactly that, in quotations, comic book movie. Basically, they get their their only real energy or whatever from the fans' expectation of seeing their favorite comic book character on screen or something. And this movie was good without those expectations. The backstory with Bruce Wayne and how they built it up, everything made sense as far as why he would be theatrically wearing, or wearing a theatrical costume and the, the type of, I don't know, disappearing acts and stuff that he does. All that stuff made so much sense that by the time he actually put on the suit, it didn't feel hokey or contrived. It didn't feel like, oh, he has to put on the suit because that's what he wore in the comic. It made sense. You know, that was basically a modified assassin suit, and I don't know, it was it was a fantastic movie. And then Dark Knight, I think my only complaint was that I had to make the decision to, to go pee or not, you know, in the middle of it, because it was such a long movie. <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a great movie, um, and it was well acted, and, you know, Joker was fantastic. There's been so much said about, you know, Heath Ledger's performance and stuff that I won't go into all that, but both movies were fantastic. I guess, let's get back to comics for a little bit now you have a pretty unique sense of creating your art let's talk about that for a little bit you use photoshop as as what i've heard online and that's not the conventional let's use a pencil and draw this stuff out how how, how did it come to that um you're correct yeah i use i use photoshop i also use a lot of uh, uh program called uh, google 
SketchUp, which is our 3D modeling program as well. But um, uh, anyway, the, the Photoshop stuff, well, just working in uh, working digitally in general, uh, that came up because I'm not a big fan of scanning in artwork and having to lightbox stuff. So when I first started, basically, I mean, it was a shortcut to kind of create additional versatility um, with the artwork that I was drawing. And it started because I was working on some, some rough thumb layouts. The general workflow, the typical one, is people drawing a rough thumb or rough layout on a piece of printer paper, about half the size of normal comic book um, uh, page. And then uh, they just work out their, their rough shapes and storytelling there. And then they'll take that to a place like Kinko's or something, have the artwork blown up to 11 by 17, which is the size that we draw, uh, or the size of the original art page. And then uh, after it's been blown up, then they transfer it with a, you know, using a light box, they transfer it and trace out those shapes onto the piece of artboard, and then they draw on it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that system. That's the system that I started out with, and I think it's it's still a good one. But um, the act of going to Kinko's and getting stuff printed or, or blown up and then light boxing is a very tedious step. And some people get assistance to do that, but I didn't. And um, when when working with somebody online, usually you'll after you work out your rough layouts, you'll email that to the editor, to the writer, whoever you're working with. And I happen to be working with an editor who was rather was rather picky with the storytelling. He was actually right, he was correct in his uh, guidance, but it was a lot of little tweaks. So I found myself drawing a layout, then having, you know, then I'd scan it in, send it to him. He would give me all these tweaks. So then I would go back to the drawing, have to erase a bunch of stuff or, you know, hodgepodge another piece of paper and cut and paste and all this stuff. And, and it was taking a lot of time because I'd have to rescan it in and email it. So I started doing alterations to those roughs in the computer so I wouldn't have to draw it on a piece of paper and scan it in. Uh, eventually, I was just doing all my roughs digitally, and then it just kept growing from there. Um, since I was liking being able to change the size or rotation of the head or a hand or flip a whole layout or try a different pose working digitally, I just started working as much as I could digitally. Eventually now I'm, I'm virtually all digital. There's still some pages that I draw tr traditionally, but the majority of them are, are all digital now. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I don't think a lot of people have actually realized that unless they, they know that's actually the type of format that you use. As far as the Robin comics, have you always used the digital version? Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, there are some original pages, uh, but not a whole lot from Robin. Um, the vast majority of, of all the artwork I've done for DC, you know, or, you know, since the year 2002 or three, maybe, um, has been has been digital. The disadvantage of that is, is not being able to sell many originals because as there's a whole secondary market with that. Uh, as an artist, you can sell your originals to collectors or whatever. And um, that's one of the reasons I started doing uh, some of the pages traditionally um, so that I would have something to sell later. And, um, and also, there are people who they really enjoy collecting the original art. It's its a hobby for them, and, and it's kind of cool to have that interaction with fans, seeing people actually, you know, coveting a piece of work that, you, that you've drawn is, is very flattering as well. Well, uh, with the Robin uh, series now ended, uh, how do you feel about the future of Robin and the other Batman comics? You know, I'm, I'm not 100% privy to all the... I'm not very informed on what the future of all the characters uh, will be. You know, the editors, including Dan DiDio and, and my editor on, on Robin, which is uh, Mike Marks. I'm sure that they're, you know, they already have it planned in advance, but, you know, they didn't tell me a whole lot of it. So I know some of the basics, but let me just say, without addressing the specifics of what I know, let me say that I think it's fantastic to show actual growth and development of a character and a whole family of characters in a comic book, in a medium that is often accused of and, and 
justifiably accused of being kind of you know stagnant or where everything gets reverted back to you know everything gets rebooted every couple of years and so there's no real character development or something um, and that is the case with a lot of comics I mean it's, that's just you know how it is because fans want things different but the same so it's kind of a weird tightrope to walk anyway um, I'm happy that that Tim Drake or Tim Wayne, I'm not sure what he actually goes by because he was adopted by Bruce, but I'm happy that he has matured. And that also, I mean, just as an artist, it's cool to be a part of that maturing, you know. And I'm glad that there is some stuff being shaken up in the, the Batman universe. So I'm, I'm happy about it. Now, I know you can't go into details, but let's just predict what a lot of people are predicting and say that Tim Drake possibly becomes Red Robin. You and Fabian were both uh, listed as storytellers on a lot of different issues. How would you feel about Tim Drake actually possibly becoming Red Robin? I would be happy about it. I mean, he it would it would fit in the, the same sort of mold as Dick Grayson becoming Nightwing, going from Robin to being Nightwing. I would be happy if that happens. Uh, I think there's a miniseries that is coming out. I don't know if it's been out yet, uh, of Battle for the Cowl, um, where there's a group of the Bat family that are kind of struggling to see basically the absence of Batman creates a power vacuum, and, and they're struggling to reestablish the roles, which I think is going to be a very interesting dynamic and stuff. So uh, I guess we'll see kind of what happens there. But um, as far as Robin, uh, the idea of Robin becoming Red Robin, that would be cool with me. Okay, and then I guess... Is there any other character besides the Batman characters, specifically Robin, that you feel, I guess, more drawn to than Robin, or do you feel more drawn to just Robin? Yeah, I, uh, probably Superman. Superman has been, you know, right up there as one of my favorite characters. Uh, actually, my my uh, <laughs> my wife and I were earlier talking about um, religion, the role of religion, and that parents should maybe use to raise children and stuff. And we don't have children, so it was all very um, hypothetical or theoretical. But and I was saying that I developed a lot of my sense of right and wrong from from Superman just from what he created as a as a as an example he and we were discussing how he's kind of like a secular messiah you know um, or kind of like Jesus that punches people in the face kind of so and laughing about that but yeah so I, I would love to tell there's some Superman stories that I'd really like to tell there's three or four of those that I have developed as a little bit kind of formal story ideas which are called pitches you know take it to DC and hope that they can they'll approve it and maybe give you a green light to work on it so yeah I think if I could just choose I'd probably pick uh, to work on Superman until I got those stories out of my system well do you think i know your next project has already been announced but do you ever see down the road maybe bringing back your art style to any any other characters of batman or even batman himself Oh, I would be flattered. I would jump all over that. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And, you know, Fabian and I worked really well together. We clicked pretty well. And I would love to, you know, I'd work with anybody on, on some of the Bat books, but it would be really, really cool to be reunited and work at some point on whatever Tim Drake ends up being. You know, whatever whatever his future is, I would like to revisit him at some point because I have been working... I mean, almost my entire, you know, entire professional comic book career, I've been working with Tim, and he feels very much like a friend of mine who um, I've spent all this time with, and then now he's moved away or something. So um, it would be great to be reunited with him. But I mean, I would jump all over drawing Batman or 
any, you know. So I guess I'm, I'm pretty much game for anything, but it would be an, a, a special treat to, to work on, on Tim again. Well, you've heard of the black and white statue series. Do you think that there, there are any plans for maybe bringing your Robin out in a Batman statue like that? I have never heard anything like that. It would be very flattering if that was the case, but I haven't heard anything of that. I, I recently did see, and I'm not sure what uh, series it came out of, but I did see a Robin statue with him in the in the red black red and black costume that uh that I I didn't design it but I worked on it you know that was the the Robin that I drew I don't know about the proportions of the facial structure or anything but it looked maybe it was just wishful thinking but I, I thought I saw a little bit of an influence of mine in the in the statue I'm not 100 percent on that but I think that's that might be as close as I get though <laughs> Did you have a favorite Batman artist growing up? Uh, Let's see. That's a good question. Um, I guess, you know, probably Frank Miller. And, I mean, The Dark Knight Returns was a fantastic book. I'm not really for sure. I mean, I don't know if Mike Mignola ever did a full run, but I know he's drawn Batman. I love his graphic, flat sort of, you know, art style, but I like him on anything. And I know that uh, Batman Year Two was drawn by Todd McFarlane. And uh, I'm not a gigantic Todd McFarlane fan, but he was doing some really powerful stuff there. That was when he started to get to ink his own stuff. So about halfway through the series, when he got the chance to ink his own stuff, it really started shining. So that's probably about the extent of it. Nowadays, though, it's, uh, I mean, seeing Jim Lee draw, Jim Lee's my favorite uh, artist, so seeing him draw um, draw Batman is fantastic. Oh, and I just remembered uh, Arthur Adams did um, at least a World's Finest issue uh, probably more than that of, of drawing Superman and Batman together and Arthur Adams is fantastic so I guess that answers your questions which is I don't have necessarily a favorite but you know uh, I'm all kind of all over the place I guess recently they announced that Red Robin is going to be written by Chris Yost and the art's going to be done by Ramon Box now Fabian on the DC Comics forums said that he's, he thinks Chris Yost can do a good job. I guess the question that we have is, why didn't they continue with you guys? I think that they just wanted to try a complete stylistic and directional difference. Uh, the book was selling well, so it wasn't a question of it not working. Uh, I think that what Fabian and I were doing was working well, but they just wanted a completely fresh start. And um, on a side note, I know Chris Yost pretty well. He, he and I have worked together off and on on pitches and whatever. We've been friends since back before either of us had anything in print. And uh, he's a fantastic writer. He's going to do very well. Uh, I'm not sure. I've never met uh, the artist, so I, I, you know, I'm not saying anything negative, but I'm just abstaining from any judgment because I just don't know. But the uh, if Chris Yost is on board, then he'll he'll do a really good job. Um, but uh, basically, the creative change, which is kind of built into the to the relaunch or whatever, it's not like the editorial staff came to us and said, would you like to continue on? And then we said no or anything like that. It was just like they just decided that they wanted to try something brand new all the way across the board. So, And they already had gigs lined up, you know, uh, for Fabian and I and asked if we'd be wanting you know, to do that. So it was talked about well in advance and stuff. So well, we attend uh, comic book conventions, and um, of course, you know, all the fans want to ask you: Are you attending any comic conventions coming up for the year? Um, I'll be attending a couple. Uh, I'll be attending the uh, Planet Comic Con um, convention that's happening. I think it's the 28th and 29th of this month, which is March. I'll be going to that. I think it's a two-day show, and I'll be there both days. Uh, I will also be attending. In Florida, there's a show called the FX Show, 
FXCon, uh, and that's April 18th and 19th, I think, off the top of my head, um, and I'll be attending that both days. The Chicago convention coming up in August or whatever it is, um, I should be attending that. I'm, I'm all but certain on that one. And that's the ones that I have lined up for sure. Uh, there might be a couple others that, that I attend, but I'm not prepared to announce that because I'm not 100% on it yet. Okay, and then I guess the last question is, besides Final Crisis run is there anything else thing that you can tell us yes there is um let's see first off i doesn't directly comic books i i just started taking commissions again um that's something i've been and that's a big accomplishment for me i've been so <laughs> i've been so busy for the last uh two years that i basically stopped taking commissions for the last couple of years unless i was at a convention so um if you're at all interested you know anyone who's listening if you're interested in that um take a look at my website which is freddyart.com um, and that's Freddie spelled with an I-E. But, um, uh, and aside from that, I've been working on a, one of the reasons I was so busy is because I was working on a how-to book on how to digitally draw comics uh, the way that I do. And that book is uh, finally about to come out. It's coming out from D.C. They have a line of how-to books. Um, it's coming out in September. I think it's September 1st. And we just went through the last round of edit other than seeing it in print before they, they start, you know, printing up in mass quantities and distributing them, which I've got to say is a big accomplishment. I mean, I've been working on it off and on for almost two full years, so it, it's been very taxing. <laughs> but uh, that will be out in September, and, and that, but that's, that's pretty much it um, as far as the stuff that I can talk about. There's some stuff that I've been talking to my new editors about, but yeah, all that's still very much in the ether. Freddie, we want to thank you for coming on the show and letting us know all the questions that the listeners really wanted to know about your work with Robin and your work in general. Great. Well, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Things ready. Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel.